0: Shanked at the right side by Howden. Rebound side of the goal. They have scored. Howden did bank it home. Vegas wins in overtime.
1: Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. This one is over. 6-0. A shutout victory in game six for the Vegas Golden Knights. For the second time in six seasons, the Golden Knights will play for the Stanley Cup. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
2: Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Bobby Machado, inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the Woo! I'm not a wooer. I haven't been great at wooing throughout the entirety of my life. Bobby doesn't woo, but here we are, the Golden Knights 2-0, the series lead for Vegas after the first two games of the Stanley Cup Final. And if you are a Golden Knight fan, it should feel very, very good in this moment. Now, Darren Millard. I'm not sure if Darren's able to join us at the moment. Darren, if you can hear me, just say hello. Um, Darren's out in in Sunrise, Florida. We're going to try to connect to him at some point during this show, but right now it is your time for you to have your say. 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702-876-1340. 1340 we're opening up the phone lines the golden knights by virtue of a game two, two seven two victory over the florida panthers have a two nothing series lead in the stanley cup final and the golden knights are as close as they have ever been just two wins away and there's a lot of talking points coming out of the last two games I want to know what's been most impressive to you, because you can talk about the offense, right? The Golden Knights have scored 12 goals in the last two games. You can talk about the power play, 4 for 11 in the series so far for the Golden Knights. You can talk about the penalty kill. It's been fantastic, perfect so far in this series. you got discipline, you've got Aiden Hill. There's so many different areas you can go here when it comes to this hockey club. And what they've been able to accomplish over the first two games of this series. So 702-876-1340, that's the number. I'm impressed by the Golden Knights' ability to create offense. And we're going to get to everything. We're going to touch on all the different angles. We are, are going to have Brian Boyle from the NHL Network join us in hour number two. We'll get to one-timers later on as well. But again... There's a lot of different areas and a lot of different directions that we can go right now in this moment with the Golden Knights on the cusp, just two wins away as the series shifts to game three and four in Sunrise, Florida. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Rick. Hey, Rick, how you doing?
3: Doing great, guys. Feeling great, too. I I wanted to comment on the... uh... I think just the whole defensive structure
2: mm-hmm.
3: has really limited the, the chances that the Panthers are going to get, not being that you know offensive to begin with. And I think they re- the Knights have bought into this. And the maturity of being there six years ago, I will say, really, really shows. You can just see it. I also want to gloat a little bit. I told Darren that the, they would get to Bobrovsky. And he said, no, 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 he's a two-time Benzabobovsky. I said, I watched Bobrovsky in Philadelphia. Mm. If you get in his head, he's done. Well, that was I, just a little gloat there. But, hey, love <laughs> you guys.
2: You know, Rick, stay with me for a moment. Why did you think the Golden Knights would be able to get to Bobrovsky? Because, to be fair to Sergey, like he's been phenomenal over this run. Like, What made you believe the Golden Knights' offense would be able to get to him?
3: Just our depth. Because yeah. I was telling a friend who's not a huge hockey fan is that, yeah, our fourth line is great, but other fourth lines aren't. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at your worst players playing against some of our, you know, top six. And that's up and down the line, our, our the D-Core, the, the, our, our bottom two, are better than some teams' top two. Yeah. So I just think that the whole depth of it, and I think the will. I mean, they want this, and they're not going to be stopped. And I'll tell you what, uh, the little, uh, the goaltender information, the, you know, shooting by his ear and shooting from further out, mm-hmm. that's also great information. I just think... I just knew I knew Bobrovsky from being a Flyers fan and watching him, and yeah, he played great, but he didn't play the Knights. That's why I hate all these things. They're 8-0 after losses, except for when they play the Knights.
2: What are you looking forward to in Game 3?
3: I think if we come out in the first 10 and at least score, mm-hmm. then I think that really shuts the Panthers down mentally. I mean, they'll still be in it, and they'll still try to you know do the little things, but I think if we come out and dominate I mean, we've played such a good, good brand of hockey and the, the mental aspect of it. They all, I heard Wayne Gretzky say, they say, Wayne, how do you turn the other cheek? He said, you turn the other cheek to kiss the cup.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's great insight there. Thanks for the call, Rick. Uh, it's hard to argue with Wayne, right? Like He he knows what it takes to win. He understands what you've got to do, and I think for the Golden Knights in this moment, their discipline has been fantastic, second to none. They are taking the shots after the whistle because they are dominating between the whistles, and that makes it a little bit easier to turn the other cheek, as, as you just said, Rick. 702-876-1340, we've got a line open. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing?
4: Oh, it's so much fun. I just can't tell you how much fun this is. I, I just don't know what game three is going to be like. Can you compare and contrast game two against Florida versus game three against Dallas? What are the comparables and what are the contrasts?
2: Um, I, I mean, I don't... Game three against Dallas was, to me, a moment for the golden Knights to go in and try to break the will of the the Dallas stars. I I don't know that there's going to be a moment going into game three where you're necessarily going to break the will of the Florida Panthers, because when you're down three, one to the Boston Bruins in round number one, I, I don't get the sense that there's going to be something that can be done to break their will until they lose that fourth game in a series. I don't think the Florida Panthers are going to have those moments where they break. So for the golden Knights kind of going into game three, I just think you look for the split here. I I really do. I think that you look for the split. You've been so good specifically against Florida on home ice that if you can get the split in Florida, the golden Knights have to feel really good about where they're at.
4: Great teams who've won the Stanley cup have great players. Mm -hmm. And you know, we have a team rather than one or two great players. Now, is this a prototype that Kelly McCrimmon has built for the future for other general managers?
2: Well, it's copycat league, right? Huh. So when, when you see a team have success, I think the, the natural inclination is to try to find that similar success in how other teams are built to win. And you know what? When you look at the Colorado Avalanche, that's a team that won built on I won't, I won't say depth, I'm going to talk about high-end skill. And if you look at the Golden Knights, yes, they've got high-end pieces, but it's really a team that's built on depth. Not everybody can build a team that way. And I'd make the argument that the Golden Knights had to build it out of necessity by virtue of being an expansion team and not having that pool of prospects that could come in and fill the holes where you need them and you've got that elite high-end skill. So it's really kind of born out of how the Golden Knights had to build themselves into a contender. But uh, they're an incredibly deep team, and that's what you need this time of year.
4: Well, you know what I think of the coaches and, and the hierarchy? It's My admiration is second to none. I don't know how they saw, when they saw it, mm-hmm. that Bar- I know Barbachev was a highly sought-out free agent. But how did they see that in Aiden Hill? How did that come to fruition?
2: I think you had a goaltender that's you know still pretty young in his career with an opportunity and something to prove. And you know you look at Aiden Hill's career numbers going into this year; he was a nine ten goalie. That's that's above league average. All he needed was an opportunity to display his skill set. And when you put that with a quote goalie friendly system like Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights play, I think that you know we we maybe should have seen this coming a little bit more out of Aiden. Well, one hundred and two
4: down, two to go. That's what it's going to take. I hope to, gosh, we're all here for
2: it. All right, great stuff, Mike. Thanks for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. We've got a line open. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Mary. Hey, Mary, how you doing? All right, let's go to line number four with Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing?
5: I'm doing great. How are
2: you guys doing? Oh, we're Fantastic.
5: So, uh, not often that Bobby's on the show, so just want to give him a big shout out and say thank you for running the post game show. He always does a great job. Absolutely. Um, God, I'm so excited uh, after after the win. It just it's and it's a confidence that I think the Knights deserve to have and feel. But I also know this team is so focused, and you know they're they're not getting ahead of themselves. They're 100. percent Focused on the next game. And I, I think that's really important because I think going back to Florida, the Panthers are going to, you know, have a gut check. They got to do something. But it uh, runs in our favor. Both teams are, you know, road, road teams. And uh, we did what we needed to do at home. And now we're going to go out on the road and, and hold up what we've done the entire playoffs, which is go into other teams' barns and throw them up.
2: Yeah, the Golden Knights six and two on the road so far in the postseason, um, which is stellar. I mean, it's fantastic. It's a it's a great great stat to look at. Now, what do you what do you think the Panthers could do? Like you're looking at a, a Florida Panthers team that got through the Boston Bruins, they got through the Toronto Maple Leafs, they got through the Carolina Hurricanes. Is there anything after watching the two games where you look at the Panthers and you say if they could just find a way to do this, they'll be able to get back in the series?
5: I mean, I guess if they could focus on playing hockey and disciplined. not yeah. drums, yeah, right? Like, um, because that worked in their favor every other series. Mm. They were able to get under the team's skin. They were able to you know, do that, and the nights aren't happening yet, right? We've got Nick Hague just laughing at people's faces. You know, if They're not going to get under our skin, I don't think. I think the nights are way too focused. To, to allow that to happen. I mean, through Game 1 and Game 2, if a full-blown brawl didn't break out in either of those games, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be able to go the Knights into it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Stephanie, and thanks for the call. I, I think for the Golden Knights... Like, we've seen a level of discipline from this team so far in this series that has certainly worked in their favor. And there have been times throughout the postseason, think back to the Edmonton Oilers series, where, you know, the Golden Knights and discipline, it was a question, right? Like, could you you find a way to stay between the whistles? And right now, the Golden Knights are staying between the whistles, and it has really caused the Florida Panthers to devolve into what they have been doing over the first two games. That's taking... 10 minute misconducts and generally just not being disciplined. And it's allowed the Golden Knights power play to get some confidence. Power play, as I mentioned, is four for 11 in this series for the Golden Knights. The Panthers have not been able to find a way to score on the power play. That's noteworthy for a Golden Knights team that, you know, we haven't necessarily talked about their power play as a weapon, but it has been so far in the Stanley Cup final. And it's a great, great opportunity and a great time for the power play to come through in that way 702-876-1340 is the number we've got lines open it's your opportunity to sound off about the golden knights and a two nothing series lead in the stanley cup final let's go back out to the phone lines bring in frank hey frank how you doing
0: hey i'm doing wonderful and of course you know that because from what we're seeing right here I, i i don't think florida has an idea what to do Mm-hmm. They were just skating around. They're skating around circles around these guys. I will tell you this, though, it's going to be a different game in Florida. These fans are going to be rabid. They're going to be excited. And Florida has a chance to win the game if they, um, if they work on the power play.
6: Yeah. The
0: Knights, need, Knights cannot get in any trouble to give this team any spark on the power play because they just can't shoot. They can't score at all um, on regular. But in the power play, they might have a chance. So I, I just want to. I'm going to ask you this, and then and then I have to go. I'm going to. I want to see what your thoughts are on this. Mm-hmm. Who, if it if it ended today or uh, the next game, who would be your MVP of it? I, I'm picking out two, and it's very difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. My idea would be the Marcius or uh, Hill. Um, so I'm just curious to see um, what you think. Uh, who you think which is standing at right now for you. Thank you, and go nights
2: go. All right, awesome stuff, Frank. Thanks for the call. Um, so, MVP Consmite, that's the question. Who do I think it would be right now in this moment? Now, I will say this, that... After what he's done through the first two games, Jonathan so to me, has to be right at the top of the list for the Vegas Golden Knights. And as you mentioned, Aiden Hill is certainly in that discussion as well. I think if Aiden continues to be as good as he has been and... I don't know that I need to see one more miraculous save, but the fact that he made that save with the paddle in game number one—that's uh, such a huge moment, such a turning point in the series—that I, I think that he's right there with John of the Um, And then the only other name I'm going to throw out there right now, because I think the the you know there's been a gap established with these three players, would be Jack Eichel. Like, Jack Eichel is right there tied in points with Matthew Kachuk, and I know that he hasn't scored a goal in a while, but the points are accruing for Jack. The fact that this guy is setting up offense, the fact that Jonathan Marchessault has scored 12 goals in his last 12 games, playing alongside Jack Eichel is no coincidence. We are seeing Jack the playmaker right now in this moment, and he's been a driving force for the Golden Knights offensively. So all that to say, Frank, I, I think that it's Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marcia, so Aiden Hill. I think those are the three names that have kind of separated themselves from the pack so far through the first two games of the Stanley Cup final. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Rob. Hey, Rob, how you doing?
7: Hey, how are you? I'm good. I, I don't see Florida. I don't know what they can do. I mean, they just seem so much smaller than us. And let's face it, they were playing with house money up to the Stanley Cup. There was no pressure on them. But once you get to the Cup, you know, there's pressure because you're either you're either the champ or people forget who you were.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: And, and I think what's happening is, let's say we were the best team in the West the whole year. Florida barely got in. And you're just seeing a better team in the Knights just dominate. And I think the two guys that are driving this series, and they weren't even, you know, starters, and one wasn't even with us, is Aiden Hill and Barbashev. Mm-hmm. I think Aiden Hill, you're seeing a guy, his future has just changed dramatically. Oh, for sure. Now he's probably going to be your starting goaltender. If the, if the Golden Knights are smart, you sign him, and that's your starter, and Logan Thompson's your backup, and you let the other two, you know, walk. And I would love to see them lock up Barbashev. This was a missing piece. They always needed that grinder. William Carrier was like that, mm-hmm. but Barbashev is a bigger, better version. And what he's doing—you saw it last night. Not only the knockout on a goodist but mm-hmm. now you're seeing Florida wants no part of him. That they—they—they they were taking cheap shots a little bit, but after he knocked out one of their best and baddest players. They don't want no part of them. And you could see Florida's now running scared. They're, they're getting what they were giving the other series. And now you got, you're getting it, and you're getting, you know, you got skilled players. And that's, that's Bruce Cassidy. I, I called a, a couple of times, and I said, the beauty of this team is Bruce Cassidy brought an East Coast mindset
6: mm-hmm.
7: to a West Coast team that had the skill, and now they, they do both. You want to you want to play dirty and rough, okay, we got that. You want to open up the ice, we got that. And I just uh, we take one in Florida, and ideally, I would love for them to close it out in Game Five in (laughs) Vegas.
2: Now, Rob, when you when you talk about the impact that Barbashev has had, like I I know that you know you're talking about the physicality, right? The 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 edge Mm -hmm. that he brings, but. The fact that he's been able to fit in alongside Jack, right? Jack and, and Marcius O, and that line has been so productive. It gives you yeah, an I idea mean, of yeah, the I, range, the right? Combination the
7: combination r- is fantastic. I mean, Eichel, you know, he's a, he's an incredible passer. It's like he has eyes in the back of his head. And, I mean, if I would have said to you, we're going to go to the Stanley Cup and be up 2-0, and Jack Eichel hasn't scored since against Edmonton. mm mm-hmm. You would have been like, no way. But the things that he does, and yes, he's a 200-foot player, and and he's really showing the fans, me included, that, hey, this guy can really do it all. But you're right. You throw a barbershop on there, Mm -hmm. and it makes him better. You know, he probably was this good of a skater and and this good of a, a shot maker all his career, but he probably didn't play with the quality of guys. So now you got him. He gets the puck back to Eichel. And Marshall, like, gives them an extra, an extra chance. And, and that's why his line is so. It's kind of like Howden. You know, Howden, you know, average player. Mm-hmm. But you throw him with Stone and Stevenson, and he's, he's fast. So what he does is he gives them just one more shot. And honestly, that's kind of what, you know, you need. Marshall's on fire. And I, I just think it's a great pairing. Baryshev is the, the tough Guy. Somebody's going to take a run at Eichel like they did yesterday. Mm. Who's the first guy there? It was Babichev. Yeah. I mean, so no, it's rolling. I just hope I don't want to get ahead of myself because you know I don't want to say oh we got no. I just, but I do want to look ahead to next year. I just hope they keep this together. I know they can't keep it all together, mm. but there are certain key guys, and I think he is definitely one of the missing pieces of this team for the last six years.
2: Yeah, you know, what? great stuff, Rob. Thanks for the call. Um, Ivan Barbashev has been everything you could possibly ask for at the time that you make that 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 trade, right? Like, he has come in and he has solidified your lineup in, in a way that you hadn't had it solidified before. And then when Mark Stone comes back at the beginning of the playoffs, all of a sudden everything shifts a little bit for the Golden Knights, and you have a great opportunity to... To balance everything out. If you look at every line for the Golden Knights, you've got an element of high end skill, you've got an element of playmaking, and you've got an element of a player that can go in and absolutely bang bodies. You've got some physicality. Some skill, some playmaking ability, and the Golden Knights are that way one through four with their lines. That's why they can rely on their fourth line with Will Carrier and Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar to chip in offensively here and there. That's why they can play Michael Amadio with William Carlson and Riley Smith, and you can get big-time contributions out of that trio. It's why you have Brett Howden alongside... Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. There's a speed element there and there's a finish element that is starting to come back around for Brett Howden in this moment. And it's why the Golden Knights are just incredibly balanced and why they've been a problem for a lot of other teams. And there have been times, right, where Bruce Cassidy has kind of tweaked the lineup a little bit. You think about the Edmonton series where you create maybe a heavier line to play against a checking line of sorts when you put Nick Watt up alongside Uh, Carlson and Smith, but then when you want to balance things out and you want to go one through four and you want to test the opposition's depth as much as you possibly can, this configuration for the Golden Golden Knights works so well. And it works well because you've got a guy like Ivan Barbashev who has the high-end ability to finish, who goes to the inside, to the front of the net, who is able to make plays at a high, high level of skill... And can play with good players. That's the other aspect of this too. You have to learn how to play with a guy like Jack Eichel, where he wants the puck, how he's going to do things. And when you learn that, when you've unlocked that, when you've figured that out, then the chemistry can really start to build and it is built in a big, big way. We got time to sneak in. One final caller. Zach, you're up. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks
8: for taking the call. So I guess wanna quote Paul Maurice for a second after game one and just remind everybody to breathe Mm -hmm. because we still got two wins to go. However, I think the Golden Knights have really put themselves in a great spot because even if you just look at game two, they used both of their goaltenders, and if you just pick one of them, we still win the game based on the amount of goals each goaltender gave up. Mm -hmm. So if you're Florida, I don't know who you go to for game three Mm -hmm. because they both gave up three and four goals in the last game. So... I think the Golden Knights are really doing a great job. Um, like some of the other callers have said, I'd love to see them hit the split mm-hmm. and finish it out in five, but we'll see. They still have two to go. to a good team. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they respond and what they're able to do to get back in this series, if they're able to at all.
2: So where, where do you think Paul Maurice is going to go in net for Game 3?
8: I think it's tough. I mean, you like the way Bobrovsky's been rolling the whole playoff.
2: Mm-hmm. If
6: he's
8: been the guy that got you here. You want to kind of give him maybe the benefit of the doubt. but And it's not that he's played bad in the first two games. Like, I think the Florida defense just hasn't played well in front of him. But if he's still given up three, four goals a night against Aiden Hill, who's been just spectacular, like – it's a tough call. Maybe you go to Alec Lyon for game three, and if that doesn't work out, then you just go back to Bob for game four. But at that point, you're kind of throwing caution to the wind. So I don't know. That's why Paul Maurice gets paid the big bucks.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks for the call, Zach. I, I think that it's 100% Sergei Bobrovsky in game number three. Now, I reserve the right to be wrong, but that is my thought process on this. When I'm thinking about it from Paul Maurice's perspective, right, you went to Sergei Bobrovsky when your season was on the line. And even though your season is not on the line Thursday night for game three, it essentially feels like it, right? It's as must win a game as you could possibly have without having it be an elimination game. And I just think that at this point, the run that Bob was on, I I can't imagine Maurice is going to go in a different direction. I think Bobrovsky gets game three. And if it's a rough game for him, I think he gets game four as well. That's been fun. Uh, Honestly, a a great opportunity to kind of survey the room. I know there's a lot of excitement. Everyone's really excited about where things are headed right now with this Golden Knights team. But again, as we've talked about halfway there, there's still two more wins that the Golden Knights need to secure in order for everyone to have a really, really great summer. We're back with more on the VGK Insider Show right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM.
2: Rolling along here on a Tuesday, VGK Insider Show, Ryan Wallace and Darren Millard. Hey, Darren, how you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, Great. Uh, Landed in uh, Florida and off the bus and checked into the hotel and getting ready for uh, a nice little uh, turn of events uh, towards the Florida – Seriously, this this Stanley Cup final really doesn't begin until you see a team that uh, that falters at home, and we'll see whether Florida uh, can respond or not. They've been great in the road, uh, but they they stumbled on that side of it. We'll see whether they can regroup or, or whether Vegas keeps their foot in the gas.
2: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how things change when we get to Game Three and Game Four. Thursday, and Saturday, respectively. And you came just in time because John Shannon is with us. John, how you doing?
9: I'm great, Ryan. Boy, the host of the show sounds crisp and clear today.
2: Well, I appreciate that. It's taken us a, a minute to get Darren up and running from uh, from Sunrise, Florida. But nonetheless, we have him available. And, you know, John, we, we talked to you before the series even started, and you mentioned that you thought this was going to be a series kind of predicated on the Florida Panthers' inability to handle the Golden Knights' speed. Through two games, have you seen anything that moves you off of that? Because I haven't.
9: No, I I, I think that this, if you're a Golden Knights fan or a member of the Golden Knights management team, this this series has gone to script. It's exactly what I think they expected to happen. You you know, Ryan, I, I... this is now four series that I've watched the Golden Knights closely. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I think people have not learned one lesson from each any of the series that they played. You know, there are a lot of people pick, picking Winnipeg to win a long series. Didn't happen. People picked Edmonton to win a long series. Didn't happen. And people picked Dallas to win a long series. Didn't happen because there wasn't enough respect for the Golden Knights' speed. Their resilience, their physical play, and and all of those things didn't don't include how great Aiden Hill has been in goal, and it, it's one of those things that wouldn't wouldn't you think they would learn lessons by now? I mean Wayne Gretzky on <laughs> on TNT last night, um or on in yeah last night it, you know basically talked about uh, how impressed he was with the Golden Knight speed. It's been there all season, and it's certainly been there the whole playoffs. And I'm just amazed that people outside of Southern Nevada haven't paid more attention to it.
1: Is that just because of the depth and the balance and the way things are spread out, that there's not that one shiny toy that everybody can grab onto?
9: You know, that's a great question, Darren. I I don't know. Um, I, I mean, this is a team that has big stars, that are playing lay big stars should but i also think that and i'm a broken record about this t- twice a week on, <laughs> on 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 this radio station so much of this team's success is driven by the defense and not by just any defense but a big puck moving physical defense all six guys you know Hag and white cloud theodore uh, and, and McNabb, and then, of course, Petrangelo and, and uh, Martinez. All of them have size. All of them can move the puck, and all of them will not take any crap from anyone. And that's so much a, success, a, a, a point of success for this hockey team. Sure, the forwards are good, and, and, but you know, they have to get the puck to the forwards, and, and that's the responsibility of that defense. And then when they open when the other team comes into the zone, you know they you know they don't get much room to work with every once in a while because of the success of that those six guys.
2: you know John, i I was absolutely what do you blown think on... is a bigger story? Go ahead, Ron. You know, John, I was I was absolutely blown away yesterday by Ivan Barbashev's game, and you know we 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 talk about goals, we talk about you know the big saves that Aiden Hill has been making throughout the this postseason, but Ivan Barbashev's physicality in that game was you know one of those moments where you start to understand with him in the lineup how nasty this Golden Knights team is to play against line one through line four.
9: Mm, no, no question, you know I, I w- when. I remember Barbashev playing for the Moncton Wildcats in the Quebec Junior League, uh, and he was a one-trick pony. He was a pure, unadulterated goal scorer. Uh, and then you know he learned how to play at both ends of the ice in his time in St. Louis, and and he he learned. He was always a big body, Ryan. He was always big. Yeah. But he's learned how to use that big body to effectiveness, and and that's know that's one of the reasons why a team goes out and acquires a guy like this because that's exactly what you need in playoff time. He was, he was a really important part of the 2019 Blues team that won the Stanley Cup for this very reason. Does have some offensive skill but can play at the other end of the ice and then use his body. He, in many ways, he might be the prototypical Vegas Golden Knights player right now. Uh, and that's a broad statement. But when you think of all the things that Barbershev can do, you know he's he might be that model that Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee and the and the management group are looking at when they say that's what a Golden Knight should look like and that's how a Golden Knight should play.
1: Well, up and down the lineup, he can play any position. He can play in any oh. line. Uh, I don't know whether he can stop pucks. I've never seen him try and play goal, but he's very versatile, and that's I I know. I just love. want to know what his uh, match would look like. I I know I bet you he did a great one maybe some barbed wire on it for Barbie, Uh nice little fence, uh with the, with that. Does uh, everybody know fence. that you only um, care um, not about goaltenders but only care about masks? <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody know this? You've got <laughs> you got me. You got me nailed perfectly. Hey, you. By the way, you ruined the uh, the uh, a very physical affair. It it is a tough. Hold series. on, hold on. Uh,
9: how how did I ruin? A very physical affair. I am. I am. I am twenty five hundred miles away. I'm two thousand miles from sunrise. How could I, in suburban Toronto, you know, ruin the Stanley Cup
1: final? Do you agree that it's been a, a tough physical series?
9: I think every, every series that Golden Knights play is tough and physical.
1: Okay, well, well, the Golden Knights were credited for 24 hits yesterday. <laughs> and uh, Florida got, got... Do you remember the game, you remember the game a, they had uh,
9: 24 hits in 12 minutes? <laughs> in the first round against Winnipeg, I, when, they, when they were going to triple digits before the end of the second period?
1: <laughs> now you you made a phone call, and they've dialed it back, I, and I, now they won't credit anybody with a hit. I'm not sure Kachuk got a credit for a hit yesterday. Uh, Their school's so scared to... to, to, to chalk one down hey what's what's a bigger story right now the panthers lack of discipline or the vegas golden knights offense
9: oh i i think it's the lack of discipline you know i i I, you know when you look at um when you look at how these teams are built and how they're played you know there and 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 we always in in broadcasting and 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 doing analysis because i don't Ryan doesn't know this. I don't like numbers very much. I'm not a big analytics guy about, you know, hot points and, you know, and ex- goals above expected. Expected what? Um, I, I don't like that stuff, but what I do like is I, I like stories of personalities and, and physical nature. And right now the Golden Knights are, are are dominating because, you know, they're all emulating one guy, and that's a guy that has enthusiasm and skill and, 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 and great Resilience, and that's Mark Stone. Everybody, he's the driving force of so many things for the Golden Knights. And right now, on the other side, there are so many players that have had great playoffs, great playoffs that think that they, you know, they have to emulate Matthew Kachak. And Matthew's, you know, when when Matthew plays to the line, he's really effective. When he plays over the line, he's not near as effective and is disappointing. And right now, he's dragged a lot of his teammates over that line, and they just don't—they just don't have enough discipline. They, you know, and uh, you know, in many ways, what we saw last night, and particularly in the third period, with um, with the misconducts on both teams, by the way, but with the misconducts, basically, to me, it was the officials trying to protect the, the Florida Panthers from themselves and making sure that they didn't have to have interviews with player
2: safety. You know, that's that's an excellent point that, that you bring up because I, I the way that that game was going, you could just sense the, the anger and the frustration from the Florida Panthers. But I, I guess it's kind of a broader question when it comes to Florida. You, you kind of mentioned discipline there, and I think that that's something they're going to have to rein in for Game 3. But how do the Panthers get back into this series?
9: Well, they got to score earlier than they've scored. Yeah. You know you know we make light of it but you know look at the starts in almost every Golden Knights playoff game this year, all four rounds look at the starts they've had when they win and that's, that, that is so important. Um, and you, you know leads used to get blown they haven't been blown the last couple of rounds but when you look at when you look at how the team starts, Florida right now can't get out of their own way at the beginning of games. And if they do have an opportunity, Aiden Hill has been a, done a great job of, of clamping down on any opportunity and, and pushing back. You know, Aiden, Aiden Hill's doing his best Rocky Balboa the last couple of games early in the game. And, and, uh, and it's the Golden Knights that have responded. But Florida has to have a better start. Um, and you you have to wonder, I, I, I do think they're starting to feel the pressure of being Cinderella mm. and, and figuring out exactly what's going on. Uh, and, you know, during the Carolina series, particularly where they were outplayed in three of the four games, when, when goalie Bob was saving them from themselves, then they could get the motor going and get it going and get, and get, get opportunities. But without, Bobrovsky making those key saves early. They just don't have that opportunity.
1: John Shannon chatting with us, the former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, he, with his uh, twice weekly visits. Hey, where was, was my music tonight? Show. Where, what
9: happened
1: to that? Ah, uh, Bobby's running the show today. Uh, Chapman's off uh, gallivanting, so what? Uh, he didn't cr- pass along. You allow all. you allow people you...
9: to take time off during the Stanley Cup playoffs?
1: I know. I know. This is the Stanley Cup playoffs, that. And man. he will be spoken to. He will be Holy spoken smokes. to. Um, now, Bobby's yeah. very
9: polite. He did, at least he didn't call me Shanny.
1: I you love know, but, Shanny. Shanny's uh, but, doing great you know, he's uh, gotta, over here on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, ability to score has been um, uh, understated part of the Vegas Golden Knights. They lead the Stanley Cup playoffs in offense, but all anybody ever wanted to talk about was Rupa Hintz or Connor McDavid or uh, Matthew Kachuk uh, going down the line. But but Vegas has been able to light the lamp on a very consistent basis and been able to do it uh, uh, across the board. But when you really examine the, the foundation of this team, uh, it's – Surprise performances from from different players and uh, Barbashev with the physical part, but offensively, Michael Amadio uh, is making a name for himself. Uh, Brett Howden is, has uh, has just blossomed here. Uh, the different names on a nightly, basis, Zach Whitecloud the other night, Alec Martinez uh, in, in in game number two. Unexpected offense is to me as much of a, a storyline as the goals themselves.
9: Yeah, but it also, it just, it goes back to that one of those four or five thematics with this hockey club is just, the depth is so important. Like we, we, you know, the the TNT guys have made, um, you know, an underlining thematic about um, the fourth line starting. I'm not sure I'd call them the fourth line. (laughs) They're just one of the lines. I mean, the, the, the ability to just be able to roll lines and not worry about matchups and make sure that everybody knows that, you know, once the puck gets out of the zone, everybody can go to the net and do what they have to do. That, that is such a blessing for a hockey team to have. I mean, there, I, don't, I really don't think there's any other team in the National Hockey League right now that can do what the Golden Knights have done it, it, with, with all their depth. I mean, it's, it, it, truly is, it truly is very impressive.
2: I know we ask you this every time, um, but now that we are into the Stanley Cup final, has anyone separated themselves from the pack in terms of Conn Smythe voting, potentially?
9: What is Marshall so now? Is that 10 goals in 10 games?
2: 12 and 12.
9: Okay. Uh, he's got to be at near the top of the list, and if Aiden Hill pulls off another one, because it, you know... The, Ryan, in the history of the Smythe Trophy that has been awarded since 1965, I think, you know, when in doubt, pick the goalie. Uh, it's difficult not to, manage, not to not to point at Aiden Hill and say, boy, oh, boy, how good has he been. And, 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 and remember, even though it's the Smythe Trophy, most valuable player in the playoffs, 50% of the vote really is about this final series. So if, if, if the team is able to win in four or five games, and that, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't, I'm not going to talk about you know, parade plans. Um, but if this team is able to finish this series quickly, I suspect that we'll be talking a lot more about Aiden Hill. So those are my two guys. Mm-hmm. Lots of people talk about Jack Eichel, and Jack Eichel doing lots of stuff. But to me, it's the timely goal scoring of Marcia So. And it's the timely goaltending of Aiden Hill.
1: Uh, I'll counter that with uh, going with Eichel and then Marsha so. And uh, the way I feel about that is uh, Marcia's goals are coming uh, really uh, with the large assistance of Jack Eichel and Jack Eichel leads the playoffs in points. And Jack Eichel's a major story being in his first playoff and uh, a whole bunch of uh, a backstory with his career and coming over from the Buffalo Sabres. And I yeah, think but that, that, but that, is, th- that should not uh, be, draw, you know, the backstory stuff. It's a great story. I know, I know. It's a great story. I, I'm just saying that's where I, th- I see it going.
9: Yeah, you're, well, and I, I and I do think the ten writers that will vote about, vote on the Conn Smythe will probably look at it that way too. Uh, but I'm just saying, from my perspective, it's it's Marshall Hill, and I'm not I'm not discounting Eichel, but um, I, I just think Jonathan has been so good, I'd put him at the top of the list. And if he makes it 13 and 13, then it's going to be difficult not to vote for him.
1: 13, 13, 14, 14. Let's uh, yeah. keep it going and, and uh, call it a series, uh, if they could possibly do that uh, with games three and four in, in Florida. Before we let you go, does Paul Maurice have anything that he can – he changed up his lines, he shuffled the lineup a little bit. Uh, he And Vegas has now chased the number one goaltender in all four series, at least mm-hmm. once uh, now. Uh, is there anything Paul Maurice has in his bag of tricks to try and get his team back in this?
9: Well, they got to hope Lister Ryan can come back in because they haven't been. In, you know, um, Dalpe or Fitzgerald have not been the answer as that 12th forward um, or or that extra player. Uh, so they they have to hope hope they can get back to the lineup that beat Carolina uh, in in four straight games. Um, but this is not on Paul Maurice now. This is on Matthew Kachuk. By the way, I, I and I'm not being facetious, did Sam Bennett play the other night? Seriously. Yeah. I did not notice him yeah. once, did you? I actually had to go at the end of the game. I did
1: because I had really good
9: seats. Yeah, well, I, you, you, I had really good seats, too. <laughs> uh, but I, but I, I, I had to go to the end of the game and go to the event summary to see that Sam Bennett played almost 19 minutes. Not a factor. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam Bennett was, you know, he was, you know, Tweedledee to Tweedledum in the first three rounds. He was, he was a huge marker for, uh, for the Panthers, and he's got to be better if they are going to get back in it. This is not on Paul Maurice now. This one's on the players.
1: And now it's uh, right there—a uh, big swing game. Uh, Game number yep. three, and where Florida has to answer, or Vegas puts a strangle. Well, you have to wonder, you know, the last Cup time final.
9: Florida was in the Stanley Cup final, similar situation, two games in Colorado, Colorado dominated, and we had two great games at the old Miami Arena, but, you know, the, the home team lost both of them, when they, and particularly mm-hmm. in game four, which was triple overtime. Um, but it's almost like it's, you know, what is it, 27 years later, it's, it's playing out the same way at this point. You don't You don't have any feel that Florida can come back at this point if, if Vegas, who, by the way, I don't have my uh, my notes in front of me, but Vegas actually plays better on the road, don't they?
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Have better season on the road and, and Florida 0-6 franchise history in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Not a record. Yeah. St. Louis Blues hold that
9: are you uh, now never mind this uh, get down of the brass tacks, are you gonna take a take an uber uh downtown uh Miami tomorrow to go to the basketball game uh
1: no no I'm going what? to go uh well because this show is seven to nine eastern time oh. uh I'll be on the air while the basketball game's going on so i I just oh. I'm there's a scheduling conflict I'm sorry. I would have phoned in sick I would <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, maybe that's where Chapman is.
9: Oh, is he know. on the trip with you?
1: Uh, I haven't seen him yet, but okay. uh, but he might be downtown doing the double dip with the with the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, That's all oh, why you were trained
2: today. well. Good job.
1: I know. Uh, I was on Wikipedia today and it said Finals, and I thought, oh, somebody's going to go in there and edit that, and his name is John Shannon. right after <laughs> well, I, I, I
9: will tell you, I sent a note to somebody at TNT last night. Will somebody please call Paul's Bissonette's and tell him it's not the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and did it get through?
9: I don't know, but he's probably going to rip me tomorrow somehow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. What uh, was that? The uh, the director that you called? Who'd you call? No,
9: I, I'm not. I am not really revealing all my sources. You know,
1: this is a VGK show. I thought you were going to say.
9: So I'm now George is been, probably uh, not listening uh, in his uh, you know me. his palatial suite at the Red Roof Inn out there in Sunrise. But uh, anyway, good luck, George. Hope, hope you uh, come home with a trophy.
1: Uh, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you later on this week as the Golden Knights uh, head to Florida and have landed. They will practice tomorrow and get ready for game number three of the Stanley Cup final uh, on Thursday. And if they win, uh, then you get into real cool situations. Uh, but we're not going to go down that path just yet. I will tell you, they set a record last night for most playoff wins in a single postseason they jumped past the expansion year. Uh, that was significant. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about that and more. Brian Boyle is coming up. We'll set up hour number two on the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports, Las Vegas.